Hey guys, Zach here, and welcome to the Saffron Academy podcast. The objective of this podcast is to be an additional educational resource for our viewers. Saffron Finance does not endorse the viewpoints shared in these conversations, nor should this be construed as any kind of financial advice. But we are interested in giving exposure to a wide range of brilliant investors, developers, entrepreneurs, traders, and so much more. If you have an idea for a topic or particular guest request, feel free to write into the show at dingo at saffron.finance. I hope you guys enjoy this, and we are looking forward to seeing what kind of value this provides. Today's guest is Mike Henley, the co-founder of DeFi Omega. In this episode, we talk about how Mike got his start in crypto, the founding of DeFi Omega, his outlook for Saffron Finance going forward, and a lot more. We had a great time recording this episode, and I hope you all enjoy. So, as you guys know, I'm Zach, and I'm joined here today with Mike Henley, and we're going to dive right into it. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. Of course. And Mike, we'll talk about DeFi Omega in just a sec. But before we do, I'd love to hear a little bit about the start of your DeFi journey. You know, what was your first experience and how did you get into the space initially? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's a great question. So I think I'll take a a little bit of a, a step back and start off when I first got into crypto which was in 2013. I was living in West Palm Beach at the time. And, you know, I, uh, I was a really active user on Reddit, among other things. And interestingly enough, I kept seeing Bitcoin pop up. And, you know, with a lot of things, you, you see something a few times, you kind of ignore it. And then maybe after the I don't know, 10th or 15th time, I said, okay, what the heck? What the heck is Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I finally decided to take a look at it and um, and start reading about it and researching it. And I think, you know, anyone who really gets into this space, like once it's almost like once you get in it, you really get into it, right? So, yeah, I mean, from then, um, I believe trying to think of the subreddit name. Um, from there, I kind of jumped into, I think it was Bitcoin markets mm-hmm. and, um, you know, really just started reading as much as possible. And I think what really captivated me at that time, um, you know, Julian Assange was was kind of, um, you know, really starting to talk about it um, with, with, you know, um, WikiLeaks getting huge and after their payment processors were revoked. Can't remember the year exactly, but, um, you know, obviously that was a whole new, whole new era for Bitcoin. And um, actually Satoshi, even in Bitcoin talk said that, you know, he, he, that, that really worried him. That was very concerning to him. He said, I think, you know, they kicked the hornet's nest now and he kind of went dark after that, but it really, you know, among other things with like Laszlo buying pizza, um, obviously, you know, the Silk Road played a role in, in Bitcoin becoming a, um, you know, basically a currency used for goods and services. Um, but WikiLeaks was a whole new era in Bitcoin. So anyway, 
kind of, um, you know, jumping forward a bit, I started just getting into Bitcoin, you know, every, every single minute, it seems like, um, really active on Bitcoin talk, got on Coinbase for the very first time in 2013. It looked very, very different than it does today, but just as exciting, really. And it was just getting started. Um, you know, um, so I think my first Bitcoin was purchased was probably around like $200. And um, I don't know if you want to keep, me to keep going. I can keep on going forever because that's just the very first part. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of us have had that moment, you know, when they first start to get into Bitcoin and you, and you start to get really involved. But, you know, I don't know if you uh, have heard of the guy, but uh, Mark Cuban, he's always talking oh, yeah. about how... Uh, you know, the, the advent of smart contracts and Ethereum, it was kind of like a big game changer for a lot of people. It got a lot of people who weren't interested or kind of had some doubts about blockchain technology. It, it piqued their interest. So I was just wondering, what was your perception when that started to happen? Obviously, it was a little bit more down the road, but... Yeah, 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 sure. So absolutely. So I guess this is a, probably a good uh, segue for me to kind of just briefly continue uh, my background in, in my journey. So, all right. So we will fast forward to the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The big, uh, Mount Gox hack, which yeah. happened, which, mm -hmm. which, uh, I was there for and, um, and witnessed. And that was pretty huge. Obviously it was kind of a big blow to the entire space. Um, I think a lot of us kind of, it was similar to the 2018 kind of like bear market, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of us kind of were keeping a close eye on the space, but obviously it was it was a big hit to a lot of us, I think. So, um, you know, kept a very, very close eye, but yeah, it, it was, um, you know, it was like a cooling off period, right? So we'll fast forward to, I actually did miss the Ethereum ICO. I remember that had the opportunity one of my mm -hmm. huge regrets, but uh, so that was happening. And then fast forward to 2016, um, I was really active trading on Poloniex and Poloniex was so fun, man. It was just amazingly fun. The troll, we had the troll box. We, it, it was just, it, I, when I first got on Poloniex, you know, comparing it to other exchanges at that time, it was like you were in the cockpit of, of an F-16 or something. I mean, there was just, it was just so <laughs> yeah. much going on. It was so cool. Um, and I was lucky enough to get Ethereum, you know, around, I think, $3 and $7 at that time. So it was uh, really exciting. And at that time, Ethereum, Ethereum Factum, which was FCT, and a few others were really people were really bullish on uh, MadeSafe. Actually, those were the three in early mm -hmm. 2016. Yeah. MadeSafe, Factum, and Ethereum. Everyone was super bullish on. Um, we all know what happened with Ethereum, obviously. But um, yeah, so so that's kind of like where the the altcoin, um, where where altcoin trading got immensely popular was Polo Poloniex in those early days with Ethereum kind of leading the way. And, um, you know, was, was very involved in that, in that, um, in that time I actually had, uh, what was it called? The, um, Dow tokens. There was the big Dow hack for Ethereum. And then you had 
basically we witnessed the birth of Ethereum Classic. Uh, I started UTC Miner that same night when that new chain was born because everybody was basically selling off Ethereum Classic because it was free. It was just completely free. And I remember people talking about it on the troll box. And I said, guys, you know what? I actually think this might be kind of valuable. Um, uh, so so started kind of um, getting involved with that. Then from ETC, uh, you know, ETC Miner went on to do many different things, uh, principally investing. I was also, you know, kind of a portfolio manager for some high net worth individuals. And since then, I've worked for exchanges and consulting firms and all sorts of stuff. But basically, you know, I just really, really am super passionate about this space. And I think, you know, with with DeFi, and feel free to cut me off at any time because I'll keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I, I will at a point. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, with with the difference between what we saw, well, one of the principal differences between what we saw in 2017 and what we're seeing now is there was just such a gap between the hype and the technology, right? And now with DeFi, everything that, well, most most of all these things that people were talking about in these white papers, you know, it's actually a reality now. People are actually building things and doing things and having these decentralized apps and and using it on a daily basis and you know lending out their their um, their capital and making passive income and I mean just the the creativity and innovation in DeFi is just so absolutely tremendous. It is it's really really incredible and um, yeah. Yeah, no, not to cut you off, but I mean, I think no, it, it is really cool. That's a great point you touched on that, you know, things kind of went from look at all these cool ideas and things that we could do to look at all of these things that are happening now. Mm-hmm. 100%. But yeah, so let's dive in uh, a little bit more to DeFi Omega. So just for people who don't know, you know, if you kind of wanted to give a uh, a layman's explanation or kind of a quick summary of uh, what DeFi Omega is. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, DeFi Omega is an influencer and investor uh, coalition, and you know it's it's recognized in the industry. I think is you know by by certain people as you know one of the most important um, amalgamations of individuals in DeFi. I mean, we have founders from you know some of the most important DeFi protocols, um, CEOs, journalists, entrepreneurs, fund managers like ex Wall Street bankers. New York Times bestselling authors, a lot of fantastic, you know, Twitter, crypto Twitter influencers, crypto Twitter YouTubers, professional traders, researchers, analysts, the list goes on. But, you know, I think the the most important thing is we're a very tight knit, close community that really supports each other. We're super passionate about the space. We're super passionate about financial sovereignty. We're super passionate about kind of, you know, advancing um, policy and, um, you know, kind of, I guess, like a think tank in, in certain ways as well. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, basically our goal is to, to assist, assist anyone in DeFi really trying to make a difference, really trying to innovate. Um, Really, awesome. tr- really trying to, yeah, I mean, move this 
space forward in a positive direction. Um, so, you know, we, we regard ourselves as, as a very like prestigious organization. We were actually um, just featured in Masari, I believe yesterday. So we're really, really, uh, really proud about that. that and, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you, Zach. And um, yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of entities rely on, you know, like flashy marketing and stuff like that. And I, I think since we started last year, we've really, really focused on just, you know, kind of picking the best, brightest, passionate, most talented uh, well, individual. Yeah, well, let me, yeah. let me cut you off right there, actually, yeah. because this yeah, is yeah. something that I think, you know, we touched on earlier with Mount Gox and, you know, I, I think that a lot of the time crypto or DeFi, you know, kind of all of blockchain technology, uh, anything in the space, it gets a bad rap sometimes mm -hmm. because I think a lot of mainstream just reads the headlines of, you know, people lose X amount of Bitcoin or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just noticed that, you know, on your guys' medium posts, et cetera, you know, you, you really seem from the languaging to have a very strong set of values, uh, whether it's ethics or loyalty, prestige, honor, you know, I can tell that those are really important to you guys. And I was just wondering, you know, kind of how you got there and how, you know, and why rather all those values are so important to you guys, because I know we see a lot of people that those values are, are not only not important to them, but may uh, very well be entirely absent. Sure. No, that's that's a great question and uh, really appreciate the kind words. Yeah, you know, this is something that, again, we're very, very proud of. Um, you know, you make a great point in that a lot of times you'll see headlines of, you know, this exploit happened or, you know, um, this, this protocol got hacked and, and DeFi and stuff like that. And we have to remember, you know, we're, we're still so nascent with what's happening. I mean, uh, people will look back on this time, in my opinion, and, and, and see that it, it really was the turning point, like we're truly on the precipice of something so game changing, so, um, so truly revolutionary that I think people don't quite, quite get that yet. Uh, but speaking to your point about, you know, there, there are bad actors in the space. There are bad actors in, in crypto and in DeFi as in every um, kind of sector, but with any emerging technology where there's a lot of capital you're going to see scammers and you're going to see people, you know, taking advantage of, of the system, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, one thing where DeFi Omega feels like very, very proud of is, is that we do really uphold, you know, strong values um, like you were like you were talking about integrity, loyalty, um, you know, uh, benevolence. And, and that's why kind of our, our group is, is so tight knit, I believe, um, mm. because a lot of people are just in it for themselves, right? And yeah. we actually want to help people. We actually want to inspire people, change people's lives for the better. And you can do that. You can do that in DeFi and you can do that in crypto, right? I mean, like if you just look at what Gitcoin is doing, they're doing fantastic work. Um, you know, there's a lot of really incredibly uh, passionate, great people in this space. And those are just the type of people that, we want to 
yeah, surround ourselves with because, you know, it's, it's kind of like who you surround yourself with, you, you start to become. So, you know, there's, there's kind of this whole moon boy degen attitude that's very prevalent in DeFi and, and it's fun, you know, like sometimes that, that sort of thing can be fun, like with your, with your, with your friends and stuff. But I, I think if you're looking long-term, you know, in the next three years, five years, 10 years, I mean, DeFi is, is something like if you look at everything the Winklevoss twins have done and, and just, you know, all these, uh, like Parify, Parify is great. Like all, all of these, um, you know, entities, they're taking DeFi very seriously. And mm. I think that is very important to us as well, because looking into the next five years, looking into the next 10 years, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a real, um, a, a real, um, you know, force to be reckoned with, in my opinion. And I think it's, it's going to change a lot. So we're just kind of, trying to make the best coalition of individuals we can right now, because we know in the future um, the connections you make with great people right now, um, this is only going to get bigger. So I think, yeah, we're, we're very excited about that. Yeah. And I, and I totally agree. I mean, I think that those uh, values uh, will eventually win out. And I think that it's really going to help with mainstream adoption too, to, to have entities like DeFi Omega that can kind of prove that those values matter in this space. But I did uh, do some reading. I saw you guys started a, a project called Stronghold recently. I believe it went live just in late March. If you want to just tell me a little bit more about that, that would be awesome. Sure, sure. Yeah, so it's not quite a project, It's uh, but it's basically you know our incubator and accelerator um, that we recently, yeah, just, just basically announced uh, or unveiled. We are very excited about it, have a lot of amazing applicants, and we're talking with a lot of projects right now that, that we think are, are, are very, very, uh, very talented. They're offering something very com compelling, and I think they'll be quite attractive to, to people in this space. So um, I'll keep it kind of short and sweet on that one, but yeah, yeah super yeah. excited. And uh, yeah, thank you, Zach. Yeah, of course, man, for sure. And then also, you know, obviously it is uh, the Saffron Academy podcast. Mm -hmm. so I would be remiss if I didn't, <laughs> didn't ask. But uh, I know our founder, Sai, uh, is involved with DeFi Omega, and you guys have known each other. Just tell me a little bit about uh, how you guys first connected and your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. SciKeeper is, is just such a fantastic individual. Um, you know, he fits, he fits right in with all the values we were talking about. Super, super smart, super passionate, um, loves the space, loves his community. And, you know, we think uh, we were lucky enough to, to learn about Saffron very early. Uh, I believe much, much earlier than most everyone. And, um, you know, since, since day one, we've been very, very, excited about what they're doing <clears throat> and um you know i i think i think one thing about saffron that <clears throat> is so commendable is that they're they're always working they're always doing something to basically advance you know their product advance their community and you know with just all the news this year that, that they've, you know, everything they've accomplished, it's just, 
I mean, it's just amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely one of the uh, main reasons that attracted me to the company is, uh, is the founder. And it really starts from, from the top going on down. And so I uh, totally, totally agree with everything you said, though. We don't want it to go to size head too much, uh, <laughs> showering all the praise. So uh, also, you know, just another thing that's happening in the crypto space, uh, DeFi space that I wanted to ask you about is obviously the explosion of NFTs in the NFT yeah. market. Just wanted to hear a little bit about your kind of general opinion about what's going on there, maybe where it's going to go long term or, or uh, you know, your take on the, the whole situation. Yeah, this is a great question. So yeah, NFTs are are super, super interesting um, for many different reasons. And I think, you know, obviously everybody knows NFTs, um, NFTs and art, right? Like most people think of NFTs as art right now. Um, I think the vast majority of people, you know, uh, who are hearing about NFTs associate with them with art. And it's, it's one implementation of, of NFTs. And I think it's kind of the easiest way to digest the concept of non-fungible tokens um, with art. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a, I saw someone, I believe on Twitter, say it's like a gate, gateway drug uh, for kind of the Norton, like, you know, uh, the average everyday person who's not familiar with crypto or DeFi uh, kind of like the gateway to to crypto, and you know, I, I own a lot of uh, NFT artwork, and I think it's fantastic, and and I, I love it. But I think we are seeing, you know, kind of like a cooling off, a temporarily temporary cooling off period with NFT artwork. Um, perhaps you know the the Beeple sale was, you know, kind of the local top there, but I don't think it's going anywhere, right? I don't think. NFT and art is going anywhere. I do think we're entering a new, a new stage, a new era with NFTs, where people will start to see that the utility uh, of NFTs can be far greater than just artwork. And I, I think we're seeing that, you know, with with projects like Visor, they're doing some really interesting things. Um, and and I think that NFT infrastructure. Is, um, is is going to be big NFT platforms and infrastructure like what Scott uh, Lewis and um, you know NFTX what they're doing super super interesting stuff I think Gen- Genesis shards what they're doing is super interesting um, so yeah I think I think we'll start to have a, a much a, like a a new era of maturity with kind of the infrastructure plays and, and NFTs and I think that's kind of where the new uh, the new cycle will be. And I think it'll be its own category, right? Like NFT utilities. Um, I think we'll start to see, I think we'll start to see that. So it's, it's definitely a very exciting time. And I think, you know, with, with Uniswap version three coming out, I think we'll see a new, a DeFi uh, V2, kind of yeah. like a DeFi summer, uh, you know, um, reprise probably be a lot bigger than the original DeFi summer. Um, and just kind of like circling back to, you know, Saffron, I think, you know, they're a prime candidate for experiencing really explosive growth. Um, you know, not only did Dragonfly and Coinbase uh, Ventures invest in, in Saffron, but I know that just basically 
how their um, their tranches are are formulated, it's it's going to be very attractive to a lot of um, you know DeFi investors, and and I, th- I think in particular Saffron with with its um, with its token metrics, like that's something very attractive to investors, right? I mean, um, mm-hmm. b- because there's a smaller quantity of tokens. This is something that a lot of speculators, um, you know, really, really, uh, you know, appreciate things like that, right? So I think that um, everything that they have going on in the back end, just how dedicated they are to really building products that people not only use, but like they keep coming back and, and they're, they're seeing that, that really nice APY. I, I think I, again, you know, I'm I'm a bit biased, but I'm really, really excited for Saffron this year. Yeah, uh, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't biased myself. So uh, uh, that's awesome, man. So I'm gonna let you go at the end of this question. This is the last one I got for you, and sure, you sure, can get sure. as specific as you want. But you know, where do you see DeFi? let's say five years from now, just kind of, I wouldn't say near future, but a, a little bit longer than that. And more specifically, you know, do you think that some of those bad actors or some of those headlines is get, are gonna stop that mainstream adoption curve? Or do you think that, you know, things are going to continue uh, kind of a little bit more smoothly? Just wondering where, where you think we're going to be uh, down the yeah, road. Yeah. This is, this is also a great question. Appreciate all your, your, your great questions, Zach. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's very, very difficult to predict, you know, the next five years, um, you know, let alone, I guess the next five weeks, but, (laughs) but I, I will say I anticipate DeFi kind of going into two, two, uh, down two paths, right? I almost see it like a a path that is more of a kind of hybrid hybrid uh, corporate uh, structure, right? Like like I think we'll see kind of a marriage between DeFi and a more corporate side, um, you know. And and I think this is something that. Maybe crypto fundamentalist won't like, but I, I think in terms of global adoption, it could be almost a necessity, right? And if mm-hmm. we're talking about regulations and everything like that, um, and then I think there's there might be another side which may be like a kind of like a resistance side, where like you know if you look at people that are really into Monero uh, or, or some of these projects that are, you know very much about, um, you know, privacy and, and everything like that. And, you know, kind of like staying true to the crypto, um, manifesto type of thing. I I think we could see that with DeFi as well. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that that's the thing about this whole movement, right? It's, it's so experimental and there's people, there's, there's various, kind of um, factions that are very, very, very kind of like passionate about their own beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in a lot of ways, it depends on what investors are are kind of like um, flocking to. 
But I think ultimately what will kind of uh, become what what will become extremely prevalent is like kind of the first the first um, part I mentioned, which which will be kind of like a <clears throat> a next generation uh, DeFi that's kind of has like this a little bit of like a corporate marriage, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it, it this brings up a whole new point um, about you know like how decentralized how 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 like is pure decentralization possible? And, and if so, what does that look like? You know, there's, there's so, there's a, there's a bevy of questions this raises, but I, I just think, I just think ultimately we'll have things like, you know, Ave and, and all these other, you know, protocols, um, which, which can basically utilize the principles of DeFi, um, really, really empower individuals. Um, and for them to have, yeah, basically financial sovereignty, but also are, you know, compliant from a regulatory standpoint. Right. And then I think kind of everybody wins there. And I think that's probably what we'll see in the next five years. And if we're at two trillion dollars in terms of total market capitalization currently, I think the market capitalization that we will see in five years will truly blow everybody's minds i I think it's going to surprise everybody i think it's going to be just absolutely wild awesome man yeah sorry to hit you with such a general question there (laughs) no 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 so what do you think of DeFi? (laughs) (laughs) no no it's it's great man and and i just you know i've truly i've met some of my best friends that i've ever made in this space and um, there's just so many wonderful people in this space. And I, I just think it's, it's so amazing. I feel very grateful. Um, I, I think that, you know, the amount of creativity and innovation programming these, these, these complex, you know, financial protocols, it's, it's just like, it's, it just blows my mind, man. I, I just, I think it's so, so amazing. And I think that, um, yeah, it's it's just going to be a really, really exciting future for all of us. Um, You know, of course, I think there'll be good times and bad times. You know, there Mm -hmm. won't be bull markets forever. There won't be bear bear markets forever. But ultimately, on a long enough timeline, if you look at Bitcoin, if you look at Ethereum, you know, the chart is is really just, I mean, you really couldn't get more bullish than that. So, (laughs) yeah, really, really excited. Um, And thank you so much for having me. Of course, man. Uh, seriously, Mike, I personally think that all of those values you guys hold up over at DeFi Omega are actually just what the space needs. And listen, we appreciate you coming on and joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Zach. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to go and rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Saffron Finance underscore. We also have communities on Discord and Telegram, and you can find the links to those in the show notes. We'll see you guys next time.